Welcome to the manual. Hope your day is going fantastic and that you are getting some um, some air, getting some sun, getting outside. Tomorrow's supposed to be 73, I'm sorry, 93 degrees in Virginia. I don't think it's been that hot in a while. Even in some of our summers, uh, it hasn't been that hot. So I am so looking forward to that uh, today. Um, today's subject I want to talk about is love. It's going to be brief. But it's love. It's how, you know, we love. The metaphysical question that we are faced with is that, are you the same person you were yesterday when it pertains to love? Do you carry that same love into t- today as you did yesterday? How you approach things is with the same passion and the same love as you did yesterday. But let's take it a f- step further. Are you the same person the way you love last year, five years ago, 10 years ago? 15, maybe 20 years ago, our perception of love changes as we change and evolve as, per, as people and as persons. One of the things that we experience when we love as a kid is that we associate love with being something that we're rewarded with. If we do something nice, we clean our room, we walk the dog, we mow the lawn, we wash the dishes, and we are rewarded for these things is that, oh, mommy and daddy loves me. I was forced to grow up in a home with Three other siblings, and we love each other. I like to think that we love each other. But one of the things that we are are different people. We look at love different. We all treasure and value and uh, approach things very differently. I'll take myself, for instance, um, since the conversation is kind of uh, one-sided here, is that the way I loved as a kid, as an adolescent, as a young adult, and obviously I'm getting older, It's vastly different from how I thought about things. You know, when I was a teenager, hormones raging, like all of you were, raging hormones. I'm dating a girl for two weeks. I'm telling her, I love you, because I was that shallow. I love you. Don't even know what love is. Don't even know the concept of love. Don't even know uh, loving through hardships or loving through arduous times. I have no clue, but I love you. And then as I become an adult, that love is more internal than it was external. And what I mean by that is that I'm now thinking how I project on or how I mirror the way I love, how I love someone in that regard versus the internal feelings that I'm always dealing with me, 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 me. And not understanding that love is a we thing. It's not a me thing. It's a we thing. Love is something that is that is. Uh, basically viewed as it's a it's you're loving something loving someone you know the feelings are reciprocated or they're not it's kind of like no gray area you know unless we're talking about God because God loves us no matter what we do so to speak so going back to you know how your love evolves and it changes and it kind of goes forward it really depends on how you perceive things I was having a conversation with a friend some years ago in a restaurant You know, I have friends that I, you know, go out and hang out and eat. And when they ask about or we ask about our love lives, it is a kind of um, a subject that we can talk about as we're eating. It's it's appropriate for eating. But we tend to talk about um, our exes and how whatever the new person um, that we're dating is, how they compare to the ex or how they compare to a couple of exes or all the exes. 
I have an X's and O's type of conversation for another podcast that I, I kind of look at things that way. But going back to the conversation I had with this friend, they were telling me that they're seeing someone that is overbearing in a sense. And like, what do you mean? And I'm like, obnoxious, overbearing, or what exactly is it about this person that you don't like? Because you're obviously still dating them. You're still going out on dates with this person. So I'm just trying to get an idea of, of, of what that entails. And they said, no, I'm just not used to how they project and how they, how they are. And I said, well, give me an example. Give me something I can work with here so I can, you know, we can have a conversation about this. She, and then she said that they compliment her too much. I'm like, what? What does that even mean? Compliment you to What do you mean compliment you? They, oh, he likes the way I wear my hair. I'm beautiful. I'm this. I'm that. I said, isn't that a good thing? Don't you want somebody to acknowledge things that you are making efforts to change? You know, if you, if you guys cut your hair, women, if you guys cut your hair and we don't notice, it's apocalyptic, scorched earth. You never notice anything about me. And I'm like, wow, I didn't realize you cut your hair. My bad. But I said, did you ever think about him not having a you in his life before you? She's like, what do you mean by that? I said, basically, basically, whatever he's used to, maybe you're not. Maybe he's not used to dating someone as beautiful or someone as knowledgeable or as loving as you are. And in that regard... We all experience things different. Some people don't get anything. And I'm talking like a gesture of love or appreciation or whatever you want to call it. Flowers, for instance. Men and, men and women. I've been sent flowers in my life a few times. It's actually a really good feeling. I used to wonder, why does it feel... Like, what's about getting flowers that feel so good? Like, it's just a flower. Like, But then I realized when I got a bouquet of roses one time, I'm like, wow. This is, I, now I know what people feel like when they get these. But some people never get them. Unless it's a birthday anniversary, graduation, promotion. But just because it's a Thursday, a Thursday, today's Thursday, you know, let me get someone some roses or get someone whatever their favorite flower happens to be. And a lot of people don't experience that. Um, I would use the opposite sex in this regard. Some women that I've that I've come to know have never really received certain things like that. And I'm like, wow, that's so normal. But for a person that gets that all the time, it is normal. It is something that, eh, it's Thursday, you know, Chuck sent me flowers or whatever, or Melissa sent me flowers, you know, so it is what it is. So for some people, how they love, how they perceive love might be appreciation, recognition, that kind of thing. We all have our, our, our equations that make our life better. Everything has to add up for us to have success or failure in life. And by that Love is always at the center of that equation. Do you love yourself enough to give yourself to this person totally? And I'm not talking like getting married and, and, and that part of it. But when you give yourself totally to a person, the question always comes up um, and it's the age old question is when do when is it appropriate to have sex with somebody that you're dating? Is it within a couple of days of meeting them? Is it a month? Is it a week? Is it six months? Is it a year? Is it perpetuity until you put the ring on it? We all kind of get have different um, different approaches to that, and it's fine. You know, it doesn't make you 
<laughs> I'm laughing. It doesn't make you um, cheap or, or easy if you if you like to give up your cookie for the milk right away. If you are someone who likes to have your cookies baked and served hot, then that's your prerogative. You know, um, some men can't handle that. I mean, that's something that should be um, kind of worked out when you start dating somebody, you know, because, you you know, we all start hot and heavy. Everyone keeps up who they are, who they project for about six months-ish, and then you become the piece of shit that you are. Or that you're thoughtless, thoughtful, um, you know, rude, disrespectful, um, things of that nature. You know, we always advertise our best selves, but then we do not keep up our best, our best selves in that regard because people tend to, to kind of create an image larger than life and then... When we let people down It's hard to deal with It's hard to love somebody You may fall for someone right away Fall in love right away I've, I've been in love probably twice in my whole life That I can think of And I thought the other times I thought I was in love I wasn't I was in lust or I was in another world So to speak But I didn't think that That was probably love Because as I grew up and became a man and started experiencing things, um, living vicariously through my friends that are single, through my friends that were married, through my friends that were divorced. I started to kind of get an idea of like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Um, I thought that what I had was love, but it wasn't really love. It wasn't, I don't even know what it was to tell you the truth. It was just not what it's supposed to be, you know? So I, I tend to, to gravitate towards the school of thought that, you know, the good feelings that you get from someone should be reciprocated back onto them or you should not go under the false pretense that you're buying someone's love. And when I say buying someone's love, what I'm basically saying is that that you know, you're exchanging gifts or gestures for appreciation and things of that nature, which is, you know, it can be argued that, you know, well, he doesn't love me because he doesn't he doesn't do that. I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, and men um, who have gone through this situation um, can probably relate or not. When you decide to propose to a woman and you have to go ring shopping and some of you make the mistake of taking the woman to do the ring shopping with you. And I say mistake because that's how I look at that. You're setting yourself up from the gate, bro. You are setting yourself up from the gate Because if you're only coming out With three grand Four grand Five grand They're looking at the size of that diamond That that affords As Yo I thought this dude loved me And I'm not to say on, on any woman That's you know That's shallow Or you know Or you you know You shouldn't be thinking like that But society tends to put The size of the diamond How many carrots and lettuce Comes with that as how much this man loves you And this man might be only able to afford $3,000 today But you're not going to see that the house He's going to help you purchase In two years or three years Or even after the wedding um, That he has money for You're, you're going to say well damn He got me a $2,000 diamond Or $3,000 diamond I thought this man loved me No he, lo he loves you But he loves you enough to put you in a house After you guys get married or help put you in the house. I would never want to say that a man's gonna do that for a woman because it's these days it's 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 a, a double standard. So love can be can be bought. It can be sold. 
as I talked about the Bushido code, I found it kind of odd that love wasn't one of the, the virtues. I, re- I was like, wait a minute, why is love not on there? Because love is something that you really shouldn't just give away. It's something that needs to be earned. But in order to earn someone's love or they have to earn your love, you got to love yourself. You got to learn how to love yourself. And a lot of people don't love themselves. I am not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever you want to call it. I'm not a mental health counselor. I'm not a life coach. But I understand enough in, in my own travels, in my own life, in my own exchanges with people that we all have a different feeling. We have a different motivation. We have a different outcome. We have a different expectation of what these things are when it comes to love and appreciation and things of that nature. Some people like to be recognized. I'm a Capricorn. I, I live and die by by the, um, let me say not live and die, but it's kind of crazy. I kind of delve into the horoscopes a little bit, not to the, the point of fanatic. I am totally on this like this, but what I'm saying is that I'm a Capricorn, and if you read a born a Capricorn is, and you interact with Capricorns, we're kind of the same way. We are very astute people. We are very proud, like most signs. We are very loyal to certain things that are loyal to us, situations, jobs, people, um, things of that nature. And as we grow with age, we uh, refine. We kind of, we are very rigid individuals. And when I say rigid, you have to understand where, where I'm coming from. If you're a Capricorn, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We have certain routines that we kind of live by. We have certain ways of, of codes of conduct that are different. And every sign actually in their own regard has these type of things associated with them. But being a Capricorn, I like to be rewarded. I like to be noticed, recognized. You know, I'm not saying I need to get the Salesman of the year or, you know, person of the decade. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that if I if I work hard enough, I should get a thank you. I, I should get a, hey, really good job or whatever it is. If I don't get it, my life doesn't end. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that I look at external stimulus as a motivation for me. For me to understand what I'm doing right, I need to be told from time to time, hey, great job on that. But we tend to meet people sometimes that we have to vie for their love. We have to constantly try to be appreciated. We, we have to push ourselves to a, 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 a place that we can't even imagine for ourselves because this person doesn't love me. And it's, you know, it's something that to, to think about if you are experiencing that or if you've just come to the realization that that's happening to you, that no matter how hard you love a person, they don't seem to reciprocate the same feelings to you. I know a ton of people that go through that. I know a ton of people that went through that growing up where they've, you know, did the proverbial, I got good grades, I stay out of trouble, um, I'm the model's son or daughter, but their mother or father just does not love them the way they want to be loved or the way they think they should be loved or the way they're seeing their friends loved. They're like, why am I not getting treated the way Johnny's getting treated? And I'm doing way more than Johnny. It's never a competition. It's about how you perceive things and your vantage point and how things relate to you. Because at the end of the day, the first love you're going to have is for yourself or you should have for yourself. Spinning the conversation into a darker corner here. I've heard this a couple of times from a couple of people that I know. And uh, I would say two females and a male. So three. And 
it kind of went, the conversation kind of went like, or the statement was thrust upon me as, I know they care because they act out that way. You know, what the hell that means? Well, he only hits me when he's upset about something I did wrong. And he tells me that it happened because he loves me so much. If he didn't love me, this wouldn't happen. He wouldn't care. So wait a minute. You're associating with getting your ass kicked. Now I don't mean to be so blunt here. Getting your ass kicked with that's love. That's that's if this person doesn't do that to me, doesn't hurt me, doesn't embarrass me, doesn't make me feel valued that it's out of love. And some of some of us that are experiencing that can take that into other relationships and it makes other relationships toxic. It's actually viral when you look at it because you you can meet someone that you argue with and will never lay a hand on you for whatever reason can never even even aggress in that manner where you feel threatened to feel unsafe and feel like oh my god he's about to hit me or she's about to hit me and I had a dude a friend good good friend of mine his girlfriend who actually became his wife at some point now they're divorced sadly she was a very violent human being I don't know if it was her upbringing. I'm, I am not a, again, I'm, I'm not a psychologist. I can't, I can't um, make those uh, assumptions that, you know, she had a violent childhood, so she got to be violent in her adulthood. No, I don't, I don't know the girl's story. But I did know that the way she treated him, the way she acted out on him, and it was supposed to be out of love. My friend ended up killing himself. I lost a good friend. And it makes me emotional sometimes because I think about, you know, up until it happened, you know, I was kind of brought into a situation to kind of help him. I thought I was helping him, but when we lost contact and then when I reconnected with him, it was too late. And I couldn't believe that, you know, I, I'm not saying he killed himself because of her, but it was because of her. It was things that was happening in their marriage and he stayed because he loved his children that much from what he told me that he's in, he's going to endure, he's going to to, to, to try to transcend the situation But she's very um, You know Encourageable Like she's very she's, she's a nasty individual And I lost a good friend I lost a good friend In, in this regard Because You know It was probably one of the best persons I, I've ever known As a contemporary As a peer um, Where I didn't look up to I didn't have to look up to them as saying, well, it's a big brother type or it's a it's a, a father figure because I had a father in my life. But he was someone that I actually revered and I actually, you know, uh, was comfortable being myself around. He was a good dude. He was a good dude. And, and you know, I, it makes me mad that he killed himself, number one. But it makes me even matter that he allowed his situation to kind of get that toxic. It's another talk for another time. Rob, I miss you, man. Going back to what I was saying about us kind of equating abuse and the guys and the guys of love under abuse, whether it's physical, verbal, psychological, it, it, it all it all goes hand in hand. Some people don't even realize that they are in a in a state of distress because they are hiding under. Well, this person loves me. That's why they treat me like this. And that's messed up. And I feel sorry for you. And I hope anyone under my voice right now who is in a realization, who is in an epiphany, who has awoken 
to this reality in some aspect that you find help and you get help and you seek help. You are not alone. You have a army behind you, whether you know it or not. You have brothers, you have cousins, you have aunts, you have uncles, you have grandparents, you have parents. Hopefully, friends, somebody can help you get out of that situation because that person does not fucking love you. That's not love. That should never be something that... I'm 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 destroying your life. I'm destroying the fabric of who, who you are as a person. I am breaking you down because I am less of whatever I am to make you feel like, well, I'm doing this because I fucking love you. I don't love you. That's not love. Love love should be felt. I taught my daughter that when she was a little kid, I said, Naya, I love you. How do you love me, Daddy? I said, close your eyes and hug yourself and hear my words again. I said, you should feel some kind of something, warmth, something, whatever. Or if you hug me, close your eyes and hug me. Because I hug, I, I love with my whole heart. You guys heard me say this a couple of times um, on the podcast and those who, who I interact with on the regular. You've heard me kind of say that at some point. I love with my whole heart because that's how I was taught to love by my parents, by my friends, by my family. And, you know, I, I don't paint this picture. I'm, I had this perfect childhood or I'm this perfect person because I have several Upon several Upon several fatal flaws As who I am as a human being But I embrace those flaws Because I love myself Enough to, to know What I'm going to accept What I'm not going to accept There's a A fine line Between What you're going to put up with Or what you had enough of It goes hand in hand Because eventually Everyone has a breaking point Everyone has a point That they get to in their life To say Well fuck this that's not love. That's not how I want to be treated anymore. I'm done with that. And then you got to fight to get your way out. It should never be hard to love someone. It should never be a chore to love someone. It should never be difficult. If you are experiencing physical pain, emotional pain, spiritual pain, in that regard to love someone, you're not loving them. You're tolerating and putting up with nonsense. Because love should be reciprocated in a way where you feel it. It's actionable. It's it's an action word. Love is love is an action word. It's not a it's not a noun. It's an action. It's a verb. It's an action word. It's I love you, or I don't love you anymore, or I've learned to love you. That's my favorite one. When you meet somebody, and you kind of go through a whole bunch of shit with this person, and then you find out later, you know, I I had to learn how to love you. You're like, what? What does that even mean? But it, it pretty much means that whatever they first um, encounter with you wasn't ideal, but something kept them around you long enough where they, they kind of got deeper and they found, oh shit, this person is actually, I love that about this person. I have this thing, it's like a superstitious thing and it's kind of crazy. It's that I don't let somebody know what I love about them. And it's meaning this is not like a like a cousin or a brother or whoever. I'm talking about like a, a partner, um, someone that you're with. I don't I don't let them know what it is. It might be something silly as in a crisis, this person is clutch. When I say clutch, I'm talking like crisis situation and you go to them and they're like the wolf from uh, Pulp Fiction called the wolfing. The wolf is going to fix it. And I might be like, yo, I love her because she got ice water in her veins. It don't matter what's going on. I turn, I'm like, babe, the situation, I right, here's what we're going to do. Oh, shit. You got that figured out? Yes. Wow. You know? Love is accepting of, of, of someone else, someone, you know, someone's opinion. 
You know, love is also accepting of how you are able to tolerate what you're able to tolerate. We all kind of have a sense of of like, I love this person until there's a, a calamity, until there's tragic something going on. And now you have to, your patience is going to be wear thin because you thought you loved them enough to like, I would, I would, baby, if something happened to you, I would be there hand and foot for you. Something happened, you're like, shit, this is way more work than I thought it was. Or I don't really love this person the way I thought that I loved them. And that's the reality. That's facts. That happens to a lot of people. You find out when, you know, you lose a great job or you, you know, you're injured and you can't even do something for somebody. The way you know whatever, and then you find out, oh shit, damn, that's what you in love with me for? That I was I was making that kind of money. It's hardcore, hardcore facts. These things happen. So I was saying all that to say. Basically, whatever you interpret as love, whatever you interpret as as um, how that should look and, and feel and smell, um, the way it touches you or you touch it, it's all up to that person. It's all up to how you love. Some of us never stop loving beyond um, our ability as kids. You know, you, you love kind of blindly. You kind of love a reckless kind of love. You kind of just put yourself out there all the time. You don't guard yourself. You don't put up walls. You don't put up um, defenses because you feel that this person, you know, I, I can bear my soul and they should love me for who I am. And that and that's actually a beautiful way to look at things. You know, um, through a child's eyes when we have all the innocence in the world that we can muster uh, to be, you know, a person. You know, naivety. Innocence, you know, those things are are good, but then they can also be taken advantage of as you go into your adulthood. I always used to say that everyone should suffer a heartbreak when you are young, not like a you know an adolescent, but meaning like early adulthood ish is when you should kind of suffer a, a heartbreak um, because it allows you to deal with um, that situation from the standpoint of. Oh my God, I thought I was doing the best that I can to to show that I love this person. And it, it's not probably not your fault. It's probably how the two loves don't connect. What you love about somebody might not be what they love about you. And vice versa. And in learning in learning to love somebody, you can also learn to despise them as well because you you may love a way about them, but you just couldn't be that way. We all have kind of that situation in our lives, whether we are aiding and abetting a friend or a, um, a colleague, a family member, a sibling or a spouse where you love to take care of them. You don't love them that way, but you love to make sure that they are provided for, that they have things that they need. And it's a crazy thing because then your love at some point, somewhere in that dynamic switched over from being a romantic head over heels, Google Gaga to like, I am now a crutch for this person. This person might feel that if I'm not in the equation, their life might not work. That's actually a beautiful thing to feel that you're such a part of someone's life that you make things better for them. 
but it depends on what you make better for them. Is it the lifestyle that you afforded? Or is it the good feelings that you afforded that emotionally that you are detached from something as a child and you are able to have that put on you um, to where you're like, oh my God, I can't live without this person because they love me like that. It's one of the craziest things ever. Love love is four simple letters, but it, it is it is something to behold because again, you know, your your feelings about it, your interactions with it dictate kind of who you are. You know, if you're a person that goes into relationships um, bitter from your last relationship to your new one and you're bitter about things, you tend to th- take those things with you, take those bad feelings. You know, this person made me feel that way, so I'm going to I'm going to look out for that. I want to I'm, I'm going to set up myself to always look out for things that don't look right and feel right to me. And the person that you're trying to love don't mean you that harm, but you're so entrenched in what it was. You, you kind of miss it. You kind of miss that this person is trying to love you. Some people don't going back to what I said earlier about getting flowers and getting these showered with all these gifts. Some people don't know how good treatment is. They don't know what a good time is because they've never been afforded to have that. They've never been afforded to be treated any kind of way, but whatever. Some women will always, and I always find this kind of interesting. Some women will meet when they get to meet, you know, an adult, they will meet men. Every man that they meet will want to marry them. Or they look at them as she's wife material or whatever, whatever that means, whatever wife material is to you. And you got some women that they're never looked at in life like that. They never look to somebody. Someone never looks to them and says, well, you know, you, you are the person I've been waiting my entire life for. And that's not me saying that. That's a, that's a life lesson. You know, you, you deal with somebody who, um, and this is everybody in a proverbial sense. We all have friends that are so used to showering praise and and um, a sense of belonging that it's foreign to them when they come across somebody who doesn't think that of them. Like, wait a minute, is dude gay? He not even checking me out. Or, yo, what's her problem? She don't know what I am. She don't know who I am. She don't know who I play for. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, 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 you're kind of marrying a society of people that are looking at the wrong things through a different lens, so to speak. And one of the hardest things is to accept the fact that you're not everybody's type. Everyone wants to think that I'm their type. And they're like, no, you're not. She likes guys that are like this, or he likes women that are like this. And when you come across somebody who thinks of you as a regular person, you might be a hardcore 10. I'm talking whole package, 10. And you meet somebody that might pique your interest. And then you get to talking to them and they're like, yeah. like you're not into me? No, I think. And then you you kind of get to that grading scale and I'm like, well, I, I know I'm a 10. What do you think I am? A seven. A seven? What do you mean a seven? I'm like, you a seven. She's looking at me like I'm a seven. I'm like, yeah, you know, because some of us project that whatever we feel that we need to project. It makes us kind of. Ugly, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. You know, if you are somebody who is very um, into themselves, and um, I always try to walk the fine line with this one because being conceited is different from being confident. Kind of a similar word, but 
not really the same thing because conceited is like you feel like you you're flawless you know you have no kind of imperfections so to speak or your imperfections are not as magnified uh, as someone else's but if you're confident we see that all the time you know we see someone um and it could be inward or outward it could be this person is so confident um take will farrell for example every movie that will farrell's in somehow this dude gets into his tidy whities I don't know how. He's, it's always a scene when this dude is showing his body. And he doesn't have a body for Hollywood. But it works for him because he's so confident on film that this is going to last forever in someone's living room. It, it becomes a DVD on sale. That scene of me taking all my clothes off and bearing my soul is out there. He's confident. He's confident in who that is. He doesn't care. I don't know if he, I don't know if he cares or not, but he doesn't appear to... Because every movie he gets pretty much... Down to his tidy whities So being confident um, Is something about loving yourself Going back to that talk You know When you love yourself you, You're your worst critic No one could be on, as hard on you As you're on, on yourself Excuse me I can't speak to that Let me say that again No one is as hard as you Or can be as hard on you As you are on yourself Because at the end of the day, you face that face every single day. You wake up, you go to bed, you are being you. You are playing you in your life. You're the star of the show. And for some people that don't love themselves because they've even been told or beaten down with, you know, that they shouldn't love themselves. That's hardcore. And some other people that have been loved their entire life or feared or respected or whatever you want to call that. They, they find it hard to, to not be loved. In Greek mythology, the way to kill a god is to go somewhere where no one knows of them. No one knows that they exist. That is the only way in Greek mythology that a god can die from the human side. Gods can kill gods. That's, you know, that happens. But a god cannot die. I'm sorry, can die if they go to some place where they, they've never heard to worship this person. Because they, they thrive on prayers and the praise I had a good friend um, that uh, took his own life it's something that uh, I talk about sometimes and I used to get emotional about it but then I kind of learned to deal with it and he took his life because I I don't know if he didn't love himself enough but he was in a a real toxic relationship toxic marriage that that he got married in high school when we were going to prom this dude was on his honeymoon. That's how long ago he got married. And they ended up having three beautiful children. It's a really good dude. I used to do music with him. I used to rap. People that know me know this. And he reached out to me a few years before he took his life to kind of, it was a cry for help. He wrote, he, he wrote me a letter. People did that back in the day. Funny, right? He wrote me a letter. Asking me to come see him. He was staying. He was staying in Newark, but he had moved to um, to Baltimore to be with his brother because he was working things out. So I had a friend that I was cool with that actually lived not too far, a couple of the blocks from where he was staying. Come to find out, so I go see him. You know, we chop it up. He's telling me what's going on. He had lost a lot of weight. You could see the stress on him. He was going through it, and. All I can remember is that all the times that 
being over his house in the studio recording and trying to work on music and the positive things that we were trying to do, she wasn't with that. She she wasn't always the constant in his in his ear and his head just nagging and it was dumb stuff, dumb shit over and over. And I'm like, yo, what is going on? But they got married young, whatever that means. I don't know if you gotta. It has to be an age to get married. Somebody told me that you should have to get a um a license which you do a marriage license but you have have to get a license to get married like you have to be able to handle that like we drive a car you have to go through training to be married and he basically had got to a situation in their marriage where i guess it just got loveless or whatever it was and he was so compelled to take his life and i didn't know that he was that far gone a mutual friend of ours reached out to me when it happened and asked me to come to the funeral. I couldn't bring myself to the funeral. So uh, at that time, I had moved to Virginia. And he said, well, if you can't make it, they're streaming the funeral live. I said, what do you mean they stream? This is the first time that I, I was... And this is back in like 2011, you know? And I'm like... So I, I'm at work and I patch into the link that he sent me in the email. And I'm watching... My friend's funeral. Only thinking about, damn, I could have probably, you know, stepped in somewhere. And I blame myself because I didn't keep in the contact with him after he reached out for help. It's something I got to live with. Something I got to deal with. You know, I might not have been the linchpin or the catalyst to prevent that, but I was, I was involved in that because I loved him. He was my boy. He was my dude. You know? The love that people share um, with each other is different. The way you might love some friends, like how you love a brother. I loved him like a brother, like a family member. Like, he, like him and I had the same parents. And it broke my heart that he, that he took his life. You know, I, I was like, man, he, wow, he got to that point. And it was crazy because it was so toxic. The relationship was so toxic. I really appreciate the time that you guys let me get on this platform to talk. It's therapeutic for me. I don't deal with a lot, but I deal with a lot. If that makes any sense to you. And I've and I find myself to be uh, in some loving relationships, and I find myself to be in relationships where I love too much, I love too hard, or it's one-sided. It's always a, a balance somewhere. But I would I really wouldn't trade me for nobody else. And I hope that somebody out there feels like that for themselves. You wouldn't trade being you for anybody else because you know how to be you. You look at things, you look at friends' relationships with, with their spouses or their, their boyfriends and girlfriends or um, whatever you want to call that. And you're like, man, that couldn't be me. She couldn't talk to me like that. He couldn't act like that around me. But you never know because love is a compensating thing. It, it makes you make bad judgment. It makes you make good judgment. You know, we have sliding doors. You know, we can all go back to times in our lives where we can think about an event or something that happened where if you made that decision a different way, butterfly effect, your life is a different way. Today, it could turn out different. We've all remembered telling someone, don't stay with her too long, man. She's taking your soul. Or don't stay with him too long because you can't see the 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 um, toxicity that is that is upon you because we make excuses for people. 
Love is something that you know you should you should demand, expect. In life, we go out to eat a dinner that we're gonna pay some money for, whether it's tablecloth, non-tablecloth, high end, low end, whatever you want to call it. You're gonna pay your hard-earned money to have a meal, to spend your time with somebody. If that meal doesn't come out to your expectations, to your to your standards, you don't want to pay for it. You don't want to you don't want to give your hard-earned money to it. Love is the same way. Why why would you give your hard-earned self to somebody that doesn't deserve it? Why would you do that? Like why what well, if you can easily return something that doesn't fit to the store because oh this bathing suit didn't fit the way I thought it was going to fit. Uh, that I when I saw it in the store and I'm going to Cancun and now it doesn't look good on me. I don't want this bathing suit anymore. How is it so easy to go return that? To go give that back to say well I, I don't want this anymore. Obviously, I'm mincing words a little bit and, you know, I'm playing hyperbole. But at the end of the day, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Like you, you shouldn't ex- if you can't accept those little things in life, then something major like that, like loving somebody, having them love you should be the same kind of uh, interaction. That's not up to that's not up to my expectations. Some of us go through life. Um, I think Cedric the Entertainer said this in Kings of Comedy. I wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> it's a funny comment. It's funny, but it, ha- it has some it has some levity of truth to it. Because we don't we don't live by the wish creed. I mean, we, I'm sorry. We live by the wish creed. I wish somebody would. You know, I think the opposite of that. He was like, I hope no one's in our seats. It was like I wish somebody was in my seat so I could let them know I pay tickets. I pay money for these tickets too. You have all the say in the world. And when you choose to love somebody or have them love you, you, you need to choose wisely. You need to choose, you know, be stingy. You know, sometimes we look at um, guys, you know, or, or, or women as being bitchy. Yo, stop acting like a bitch. But the thing is, is that what we perceive that to be is that they have a higher expectation and standard than we do. Some of you guys got low standards and it ain't to put nobody down or act like I'm high and mighty, but I'm just saying you got low standards when it comes to certain things. Because when I'm watching your social medias, people that I know, people that I don't know, I'm not going to single anybody out. This is not that platform to do. But you, you, you look at certain things, even the content that someone posts, you're like, ooh, whoa. You know? Kind of is what it is. But... Thank you for your time today. It's been awesome. Great, great week. I'm supposed to have a guest on tonight. Um, supposed to be a really good talk. I don't know what the talk is about, but I'm looking forward to a great, a great conversation if we're still on. I'll try to post twice a day as I um, promised, um, basically because I'm, I'm getting more and more requests um, to talk about things. I would rather engage in conversation with you guys versus me doing these talks. I feel like a TED talk. I'm not a TED talk guy, but it's good to kind of talk things out because nobody loves me like I love myself. And, and, you know, we all got that, those famous words. (laughs) Everyone said it to somebody or it's been said to you. Nobody's going to love you like I love you. I'm not going to love them like I love you. It's crazy, but it has some truth to it. It has some truth to it, you know. Some of us can recognize love when we see it. Some can't. Some can't. It's just it's it's a hardcore fact. It's a hardcore fact. All right. 
Thank you again for your time, and um, it's always been great on the manual.